What's happening, everybody? Another episode of Four Transplants and a Microphone, where today we are three transplants and three microphones. Um, we're recording from the Hickory Tavern in Burkdale again. They've been great to us so far. And today we're talking, it's sort of near the end of the year, and it's that time of year when businesses need to start thinking about next year, if they haven't already. So, we're talking end-of-year planning. Uh, we've got a strategist on the call, Brian. We've got a financial <coughs> data nerd, me. And we've got Brandon, who needs you to get ready for IT next year because it's always a challenge. Yeah. You can lie to yourself and say it's not there. It's there. It's there. It's always there. Yeah. And so make that part of your end of year plan. But let's dive in. Brian, give us some... What, 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 are, you, what are you telling your clients this time of year? Let's start thinking about next year for X. Yeah, I mean, right now, just because it's still early, and I mean, coming out of the corporate world, you would start your planning for the next year in like July. Mm-hmm. Um, don't really need it quite that soon um, for smaller businesses, but it doesn't hurt to start considering like, what things can I do the rest of this year to maximize the rest of this year? So still, you know, you still got four months, so it's not like, well, let's start thinking about the future and forget about the present. Mm-hmm. But there's also a combination of that and like, hey, what can you be doing now that sets you up for next year? So, <clears throat> you know, like this is for us a fairly busy time of the year because a lot of we, we get two types of people that wind up becoming customers or clients right now. They're the people that just realize, heck, eight months out of the year is done and over with and my business isn't anywhere close to where I thought. I got to make a change now. Or hey, we've got four months left in the year. I want to start out next year rocking on all cylinders. Let's start right now. And in both, they have advantages. I mean, to be honest, the the real right answer is probably the one that when you just realize I need to make a change, just make a change. Right. But this time of the year, you get a lot of people that are like, hey, I've got a little bit of cash. I can go ahead and like make this investment in my business now. And then boom, I want to get three months of this in so that when I hit January, I'm kind of getting the benefits of whatever we're investing in now. Yeah, and it depends on ramp up. And Exactly. Some businesses, like when you're talking about corporate, I mean, talking to the one customer that Jack and I were, I would just happen to be sitting in on the meeting, like, oh, it would take a year. Like, what? <laughs> you know, just to make something happen. So right, yeah. I guess that just depends on how long it takes for your company to make that change yep. and get it out the door. Yeah, I mean, like, right now, companies should be looking at what do I have left to do this year to make this year great? And then what can I start doing today to help, help make next year great? It's, it's very similar to the New Year's resolution people, right? The people that are like, oh, like, I'll get in shape starting January 1st, right? Or I'm just going to start today. Yeah. Right? Why, why wait? Then there's, there's that school of thought. And then the other, to your point, is, okay, let me get my feet under me. Let me try this out for three, four months. And then January 1, hit the ground running. Yeah. Either way, I'm going to break it by January. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, membership sales at like Planet Fitness skyrocket in January, and then they're still being taken out of their accounts, but they are like on friends. They just don't show up anymore. Exactly. Can't quit the gym. Yeah. I I remember that episode. I finally got a TV reference. Yeah. yeah, I have heard friends still, like, 
current day friends, not the TV show friends, yeah. that have that same experience, just they cannot get out of it. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's a lot of what you see. Um, so, like, this time of the year, I mean, as we get kind of into, into the actual real fall, not fake fall here, but you get into, like, real fall, that's probably your sign that, like, hey, I got to start paying attention to what I want for next year. Right. Well, too, and uh, that we kind of talked about is a seasonal thing, like, mm-hmm. when you're most busy. So, if you're not busy now you know going into the end of the year like a lot of businesses will slow down because everyone's taking time off and doing the holiday thing so it might be a great time to put that project into place right get it up and running and have it ready to go like that gym membership on the first that's right be able to do it um i don't i know for us towards the end of the year we get a lot of hardware purchases so um people trying to spend money to uh Hide money. Yeah. <laughs> Not well, hide, hide money, but just uh, negate some unnecessary taxes if you don't have to pay it. And that's the thing. We, we've talked about it in the past, too, because Brandon and I are viewed more as somewhat of expense centers, right? So if, if, Line items. Right. <laughs> Which, if you're, if you're having a profitable year, fantastic. And you don't want to... You'd rather take 60 cents of something than zero cents of anything. But if you're getting right. value out of the thing that you're buying, which is Brandon and I then a lot of people do that. And it kind of nets out where half the people have that mentality of, okay, great, like got some free cash, kind of like what you were saying, Brian, let's invest in IT, let's invest in dashboards. Yeah, why why pay the taxes this year and then have to go buy it next year? Right, right. If you already know you need it and you can lower your tax burden. And it's well, a value add to the business too. It's and not what, just what have money. you guys Consult seen? Your local like, accountant. Yeah. <laughs> what is what is your business cycle typically been? Like, if you had to look at charting your revenue throughout the year, like which months tend to be higher pickup months versus, you know, uh, months that maybe are a little bit less involved. I, I, yeah. No. It's not like saying season, they're bad. It's just right. Just seasonality. I, from what I've experienced so far, I have very little noticeable seasonality. I don't know if, Brandon, you have something different, but I, I got nothing. The only thing I'll notice is right around March, April, and part of May, it dies off. And and it doesn't die off income-wise because we're on managed services, so mm-hmm. people are paying their bill. But the the amount of calls we get... and just activity it really dies right in there like we don't get any new sales calls nothing like that and then i'd say towards the end of the year that's really when we get like i said people buying hardware making decisions maybe for next year um and then january we just have an influx because some people like to pay their bill for the year um so it just it's kind of weird our income's kind of weird like that it goes up and down and it really shouldn't because we're on managed services. So the only way we should have an increase is we add a new customer or decrease. So it's really the only thing that affects that is uh, on-demand hardware. I okay. mean, on-demand support okay. and hardware sales, would, what makes that go up and down. But okay. I would say in January, February, and the start of March, it kind of really picks up and then like I said, I can almost set my clock to it by mid, mid-March. mid It's like we call each other just to see if the phones are working. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> that, 
Brian, you've got a decent amount of seasonality. This is a busy time. End of year is a busy time yeah. for you. So it, it, it's for us, we have like six months on, six months off. Now, I mean, our business, and, and especially with the smaller business coaching side, is a little bit more recurring, consistent you know, revenue. So it's not a, this is maybe more around like new customers coming on board type of thing. But usually you'll find it, it just marries up well kind of with what I was saying before, which is you've got people that are starting to look at their business. Well, when they start to look at their business, they start looking at like, what could I be adding to it or, or doing different that right. would allow me to be more successful? And that's where we come into the picture. So really it's the months where like that feeling of needing to change becomes a more prevalent feeling. Yeah. I mean, we've had customers that will meeting or have to. <laughs> well, yeah. And I mean, it, usually at the beginning of the year, it's more uh, meeting at the end of the year. It's more have to. Yeah. But oh usually God. from September, <laughs> September to about the first part of April, usually about tax day. Yeah. It usually is fairly significant. And then it kind of falls off during the summer. And it makes sense. And it's a lot of like, it, it's not, you're not quite throwing in the flag yet because it hasn't gone too far into the year, but you're past that like honeymoon phase of like all the things I'm going to do different this year. Um, and you're also in summertime, which is yeah. like, eh, I'll focus on strategy after the kids are back to school. Yeah. Well, yeah. and that, I think that's, I think for us, it's the same way to be perfectly honest. I think a lot of business owners, owners lose focus because of their personal life is happening. You know, the kids mm -hmm. are getting out of school. Yeah. There's vacations. They have to deal with the kids being home. It just, I've noticed that significant amount of kind of fall off in those months where it's, some people are more active and some people are less, but just employee wise, there's, you can just tell it's, there's something going on. And I equate it to that. It's just life happens. And yeah. that's kind of what they're more focused on. And like I said, in those early parts of the year after the summer's gone, the holidays are over, they're like, oh, we got to get back to business. Right. right. And they hit it hard for the first three months and then burn out again. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's a good point, though, because we're, in small business, we're dealing with people. Like, we're not talking one Fortune 500 to the other Fortune 500. We're dealing with people who half of their life or whatever percent of their life is personal life. And it, it comes in in the form of business changing and, and things like that. I actually like that a lot about the small business world, that we actually deal with people yes. but that is one of the downsides that like your kid is sick <laughs> right exactly uh, yeah yeah the best and worst thing is people yeah i mean it is and like i said the the, the relation side of it's great um but sometimes you you know the personal life bleeds into their business yeah. life so Which i mean yeah it's it's nothing nothing crazy right but like i said it's like i said you're dealing with the person you're dealing and they're able to make decisions and it kind of brings things through faster. Yeah. And you can have a reasonable conversation without going through committee, which right. drives, and I think we've talked about it in the previous episode mm -hmm. of corporate, mm -hmm. and just going through committee drives me crazy, and people bend in other people's ears and change. Right? Yeah. You're halfway through the project, and it's like, uh, no, we're not changing that now. Like, it's way too late for that. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's frustrating. It happens, though. Yeah. Um, and it's dealing with the people. Yeah. But the committee thing happens a lot less yeah. yes. in the small business world. Yeah, you maybe have an office manager. You maybe have the owner. Right. Um, it's right. typically who runs the business. So, you know, maybe the, the owner's a little further removed. You know, they tend to come in a little bit less. Right. right. Um, and then you have the office manager. But typically it's, you know, you're dealing with one, two people tops. Yeah, exactly. And that's 
barely a committee at that point. Yes. Yeah. You definitely have a path. I mean, the, the employees might hate it, but yeah. at the end of the day, they're going to do what they're, it's put in front of them. Yeah. All right. So speaking almost on the lines of committee, but an internal, like dealing with employees, Brian, I know you've got one, you've got one brand, you've got a business partner. Do, well, let me phrase it. Employees. You've had employees, <laughs> yes. past tense. Yeah. When you have that conversation of, hey, let's start planning for next year to the to the internal team, what does that look like for you guys? Yeah. Well, I think you've got to start with what is the business going to try and accomplish? And yep, then agreed. what after that would be, okay, then what am I, the owner, going to try to contribute or, or go through that lines up with, you know, what the business is going to accomplish? Mm-hmm. And then to your employee, it's like, okay, what are things that they need to be doing that line up with what the business is trying to do? Now, you also have to break it down into different things so that they're not just like a machine trying to pump out, you know, results that are tied to that. But I mean, we break it out where like we kind of look at results, impact, behavior, and growth. So like, what are you doing in each of those areas or what, what are we setting up that allow you to make a contribution in that? Results will be more your, your typical goal setting mm-hmm. it's very measurable you probably follow like the smart format or the hard format or probably some other and acronym there's, and there's data and tracking involved is that where yeah. you're going yeah but usually you can tie it to a number you can tie it to time you can tie it to something that like could tell right. you if your progress is on track right when we talk about impact it's like, these are the things that like maybe don't show up in a measurable format but you're really doing something that like has allowed the business to grow because you did this really well and so, like, being able to identify those and keep an eye on them is good because there's a lot of things employees do that don't hit a number or a target and stuff like that. What, so what's, what's an example of impact? Because I'm thinking about that with my employee of, like, I, I mean, this isn't my employee, actually, but just being general, like, oh, like, if I brought coffee, like, once a week, like, just a nice gesture, a happier work environment. Is that sort of the impact that you're talking That's about? That's probably culture. No, culture. I would say impact would be, like, okay, let's say, like, you've got an employee and you've got a new project coming on. And you were thinking at the beginning, hey, the project's probably going to be 50% me, 50%, you know, my employee. Mm -hmm. They really grasp it really quick. Doesn't get the project done any sooner. Doesn't make you any more money off the project. But maybe the impact is that person freed you up because they could do more of the project where you could go get new projects. Yeah. And the value seen in the projects you go gain, not the project that employee was working on. Right. And so that's harder sometimes to extrapolate and be able to like give somebody credit for. So you've got to be very intentional about trying to look into those things because otherwise they'll be like, well, geez, I'm not getting any recognition, but here I gave you like a whole Friday back each week. It's got to be worth something. Yeah. It only is when you identify it and, and, you know, reward them for that. And you take advantage of it. I just got a Friday free. Let me go get some new business so that we can do this again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and so I think, and then when we say behavior, I mean, we don't spend a lot of time, like your behavior doesn't represent the right. pineapple, you know, but it might be just like, Hey, too much. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one that said it, not me. Um, but it might be like, Hey, I really like how you have grown into like handling customers. They definitely feel like when they talk with me, talk with you, that they're being, they're getting the company's view and representation, not just it's Jack and, and this employee's personality. Right. And so that's a little bit, behavior's a little bit less, I think it's not about trying to find what you're doing wrong as much as just like, hey, does this like line up with kind of what we're trying to accomplish? Yeah, it was the overall, it's almost branding. Right, and then growth was really just around, when we look at that, it's like, hey, what what's something that you want to do that you could grow and develop yourself through 
that you want to try, like maybe it's like getting certified in something. Maybe it's you know something that you know that could go attend a Tony Robbins thing. I, I mean, whatever right. it is, that would help their own development. So, okay. So, what were the four again for the listeners? We got results, impact, behavior, and growth. Okay. So totally different strategy. <laughs> Brandon's like, we'll see what happens. Nope. Here's this year's flavor of Kool Aid. Drink up. <laughs> I make the decision because uh, it's uh, you get paid first and I get paid second, so that's that's your motivation. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's funny. That's I mean that's fair. <laughs> well, I mean I, it's less structured, but it's fair. <laughs> no, I mean there's structure. We put it together, and there's a process to it, and you know a lot of it has to do around tools and um, you know how we want things documented and things like that. So. They have to be like those kind of things aren't up for negotiation. Yeah, I don't that point care how you feel. Yeah, it's this is the way it has to be because documentation has to be a certain way because the customer is going to ask a year from now when they didn't pay their invoice. Well, I was you can go right back to it and say this is exactly what happened. This was the chain of events. Yeah, and this is why it was done that way. And this yeah, is what's going on. So. Like I said, those kind of things, structural changes, tools. Like I will talk with my partner and we'll, I'll usually look at the financial side of a tool and okay. the benefit of it, production, all that. And, and I use the tools too. It's not like I just throw some fun people. It's like, hey, here you go. <laughs> right. I mean, out. I'm using the tools too, but yeah. like I said, there's, there's a financial benefit. It either is saving us money or saving us time or both. Right. So, you know, I just happened to look at a tool yesterday, and it was a fantastic tool. I mean, amazing. But it was like $1,000 a month. And I'm uh, like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not saving us that much time, and it didn't make that much of a business impact where I would say, oh, yeah, I could see how that's going to pay for itself in the first month. And so when you say tools, and I want to tie this back to the whole IT of it all, when you say a tool... What is it, like, like Microsoft Suite as like the most basic no, standard tool? No, or? like a tool for us would be like a, in our industry, it's called a PS, PSA. I forget, it's professional suite of whatever it is. Not a industry. public service announcement. No, okay. this, so it's basically like a CRM. So when we first started, and this was a long, long time ago, that, you know, we got, we did everything out of Outlook. All our scheduling was out of Outlook. All our invoicing, everything was came from there, and then I would manually input all that, copy and paste it all into QuickBooks. But I mean, that's when you first start; you don't know any better. You don't that's know. fair. And the tools have evolved from garbage to what they are today. So when I was in IT 20 years ago, there was five of us, and we were out all day, and that's how you did it. Like there was no tool to do it. Now. There's two of us to handle the same amount or more, and the PSA allows us to do all our ticketing, invoicing, transfers it to QuickBooks. It's a seamless, so you send me an email saying, hey, this is a problem with this. I'm able to look at it, diagnose it, log into your computer from that same portal, and be able to fix the computer, go back, put the time to the ticket, hit the close, and you, the customer gets a resolution and what was done and then I can hit uh, convert to invoice and it sends it over to invoicing and then sends that to QuickBooks 
Okay, so some automation. Uh, just complete yeah. automation. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. those tools that allow us to automate make it so two of us can handle 10 times the workload. Right. So that's what those tools do for us as an automation and making life right. easier yeah. and just seamless for end users and customers. Like, it's, yeah, like all our security software integrates with our PSA tools. So if something oh, cool. happens in the, you know, in the, that uh, security suite, it sends a ticket and lets us know what's going on. And then we can start escalating and doing things, you know, as that. So it's just that automation yeah. that makes life easier. And that's kind of cool, too, because bringing it back to, like, the, the IT of it all and thinking of, like, should I invest in this at the year end? It's If you look back, and even, you know, even if you don't have tracking in place, but if you look back and say, like, man, I spent a lot of time copying and pasting invoices, right, to use your example. If you spent a lot of time doing that, oh, like, the classic, there's got to be a better way, right? So this is a great time, I think. To look at that, customer shall go unnamed. That's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good time to invest in those IT tools that are going to help you in so many ways, and it's going to save you so much time. And automation is a great thing, and all good stuff. But I think that end of year planning is a good time to look over that sort of work. Yeah, and it's really just a way to. I think at the end of the year, you should look at what you did, look at where you're at. And where can you make improvements for next year? And then have time to implement those improvements right. for the next year. Yeah. I I do a similar thing. So my big end of year is, what, like, what were the financials for the year? Right. And then some other, like, big KPIs that we look at internally. There's no surprises, though. There's no... I've never been a New Year's resolution guy. I just... I've, I've probably made New Year's resolution, but I never, I never really cared. Because it was when something needs to change, let's just do it. And I'm also the kind of person and business owner and boss where if we talk about it once a year I'm going to forget for 11 and a half months and be like oh crap did we do this so my end of year is very much all right what do we do here's the goals for next year and that's sort of the the end of the end of year stuff right. everything else is a continuous either monthly or quarterly behavior to use one of yours Brian um, and a few other things a few other main KPIs that we're looking at what's the marketing strategy is that changing because it's it's constantly evolving and if i don't constantly touch it again monthly or quarterly not every day but more frequent than once a year it ends up falling off so it, it's that is just another time of year for me that has a slightly more intensive focus on goals yeah and and i'm not really as brian would know not big on writing a lot of stuff down <laughs> um i I do have a whiteboard in my office where I write all that stuff down and I try to update it every quarter but last one I put some pretty lofty goals so I've left it up for the year and kind of seen where I tracked for the year and yep. yeah um, some of actually I mean I look at it every time I get up out of my desk I've turned around and look at it so, nice um, it's it's interesting to see where if you write it all down and see it that and I have dates next to it and Nice. what my expectations were and seeing where all those so I'm getting ready to update that and change some of the stuff but yeah oh you're hitting home for me I mean so much of my stuff is visualization because if you can see it you can manage to it and if you manage to it or if you measure it it's managed and it's it's all just putting it literally in front of yourself makes a like scientifically diagnosed done testing in many different fields it makes a big difference just seeing well, just it. Well, just by, even even if it's not in a visual, visually appealing sense, like maybe what you actually do, mm -hmm. Jack, it's 
the minute you write it down though it becomes more concrete it's like Real. the minute it yeah because like so that's why even there's so many businesses that don't even write that stuff down so i mean even writing it is there measuring it and tracking it is the next step but right. i mean by even having it written down you have a higher chance of success right alone because like you said i've got to get up and look at it all the time right and and the other thing, even if you don't look at it every day and you just refer back to it once a month, you're like, oh, because it, it you're getting that thing where you just go right back to what you were doing. You just you got to yeah. get the job done. You got to get this computer fixed. You got I mean, you whatever your thing is that you got to go get that done. You have yeah. to do the work. So you get sidetracked from that and you just don't pay attention to it again. And one of the things that we found super helpful is going to like a trade show. I, I don't know if data has it or I'm sure business <laughs> coaching does, but where you go to a trade show and they talk about business processes, new trends, blah, blah, blah. And you always take something away from that show and try to implement it. There's always that takeaway yep. that you can use to improve, you know, right. just make a change, just fix something. And right. you don't have to go change it. I, and that drives me nuts about, a lot of business owners, they'll, especially the ones that work every two weeks, you know, they're out of town and they come in and they're like a hurricane coming through the office trying to do everything in two weeks that they should have been doing all month. But right. It's like, just chill out, dude. Just pick one thing. One thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just do the one thing. Yeah. That's funny. I actually I give a whole presentation about picking one KPI and everything builds from there. It's so true. Just in general, pick one thing. Stick with it, and then kind of the snowball develops from there and keeps rolling. And oh, yeah, I can do two things now. The first thing's going. I'm like, I I totally agree with that. He's up five data points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's funny. Um, well, we've got at least five data points from this one for end of year planning. Yep. I think. I think we can make this. I think corporate would even approve of this one. Yes. Pick one takeaway. Pick well. Buy computers. If your takeaway is. Buy some hardware. <laughs> yeah. Everyone call Brandon Avenia at Superior Data Solutions. Well, to be fair, talk to Brian, figure out what the strategy is, talk to Jack, make sure the data supports it, and then talk to me, and then we'll get it set up. There we go. The cycle. Is, it's yeah. called the trifecta. It's That's called right. the trifecta. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're selling this trifecta special the, now. The, the yeah. perfect client is out there somewhere. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They're listening. They're the definitely uni- listening. The unicorn is out there. That's right. What <laughs> oh, was it? Seinfeld, the whale, <laughs> the white whale. Yeah. The Moby Dick. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I reached my hand into his blowhole. <laughs> the seas were angry that day. <laughs> Man, I hate to end on that note, but I think we're gonna. <laughs> All you unicorns out there, stay tuned. I would have it start this way. Open up the fridge and have a tall boy. Yeah. Then I'd meet up with.